0: what is up sexy people okay it's anjali back at it again and today we're gonna to be discussing movie theory so we did mirror theory i have so many of these theories and we're gonna do movie theory movie theory is basically the idea that your life is your movie pretty straightforward you're born alone you die alone so you die alone so when the curtains open and the movie starts is your first breath in when you're baby and then when you die at whatever age the movie's over for you and like this should change my life in terms of self-confidence especially when traveling because like (laughs) like you can literally do whatever you want and I say this all the time like you can get anything you want in life you manifest your own reality it's just a thing of like where you put your energy where you put your priorities like what the universe plans for you for example if I speak into my pillow every night and manifest like I want love I want love I want love And I'm imagining some, you know, sexy guy with the eight pack and the like flowy hair and da 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 da. The universe might not give me a guy and I might be like, girl, what the fuck? But if she means self-love or she means like some kind of like other love, because really this is a side note, but the only type of love is self-love. If you don't love yourself, like I know there's a cliche and you've heard it before, but like let me explain. You can't love other people. I talked about this like extensively in episode, I think 16, the chakra meditation. When I talk about the heart chakra about, you know, one third to halfway through it's like really like expansive and it's all about like all the love you give like it's like it's not to a person or directional it's just like into the universe like it's the most beautiful thing ever but so anyway so you can get love you can get affluence you can get whatever you want I actually I was gonna do this in a separate episode but I think it ties in so let's let's combine a little bit let me tell you how this is dark okay but how I basically cured my suicidal ideation which for context I've had since I was in grade 7 like I guess 12 13 years old life was pretty tough I mean like I had an abusive childhood it's not uncommon I'm starting to realize I used to think that like defined me and I'll do different episodes on like how I'm getting over that through meditation and stuff but it is what it is it was tough and um I had these issues, this ideation, pretty seriously until I was about twenty one and I think from like age like twenty to twenty two I had a little bit it was like fading i'm twenty two now so for context, this is a recent development <clears throat> but when you think of your life as a movie, you think of it as like completely like manipulatable you can change anything in a movie so if you're writing a movie writing a book poetry whatever you can like introduce a character you can take away a character everything it's all like you know character development for the plot da 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 okay so one day in a year or so ago i was sitting in my room and i was like okay so i'm depressed you know it happens (laughs) and i wanted to die um which is crazy but it was it was just like also, I have a flair for the dramatic. So, yeah, I'm really going to be exposing myself here, which this is something... Actually, I don't think I've told anyone ever except my, like, psychiatrist... Psychologist. No, no, no. Ps- psychiatrist. Because he's the doctor one. Because he could prescribe... Yeah, psychiatrist. Anyway. And it was deeper. So, like, some people like, I think knowing the motivations behind something helps cure it. So for example, with like, I was a personal trainer and in the gym, if you're having trouble exercising, why? And let's get deep, not just I'm lazy. Why do you have a fear of um succeeding? Are you self-sabotaging? Or is it a fear of failure? Where does that come from? Like really like psychoanalyze this bitch with binge eating. Why? Why do you do it in private? How can we like interrupt this cycle, et cetera? So for me, my why was the drama. I wanted to like end it. I didn't want to just be sad. I was like, why would I um, I'm sad over an ex-boyfriend, like, stupid shit, but, like, like, I talked about in mirror theory, these people, these relationships all function as mirrors on ourselves and our, our movie, our life, right, so, like, it wasn't that this guy I'd been with for, like, less than a month was special or important at all, I actually haven't thought of him in months, um, it's that, he brought out something in myself that I thought I was lovable and beautiful and smart. And when that ended, I was like, I must not be lovable and beautiful and smart. I must be bad, right? Like, I must be ugly. And instead of just living with that uncomfortable <clears throat> emotion and like sitting with it, I was like, I don't like discomfort actually, which is another one of my little, I don't know, everyone has their stuff. Um, It's like, if you know, like the Enneagram, there's like nine different like personality types. I think I'm the one that's like, you always want like the pleasures, like gluttony or something. Like you just, you love sex, you love food, you love like all that shit. So I like to be happy. I don't like to be sad. So I'm like, okay, let's just uh, kill myself. So I'm not sad. It sounds fucked up and it sounds funny, but it was pretty serious. And I don't know, I have come pretty close sometimes. I've never like attempted in the way that like, I like was found with like, A bunch of swallowed pills or like a knife but i mean ideation is ideation and that's something i also want to talk about i called one time so i was with like my boyfriend at the time we were very close and i was freaking out i don't even remember but there's just like a lot of stuff and i was very emotionally dysregulated and I told him like I wasn't like hiding it I was like I like actually want to kill myself like very badly right now And he was really freaked out. So I was like, I'm just gonna call like the helpline like the 1-800 Whatever number that they have in songs and everywhere these days and they'll sort me out and he was like, okay He gave me full privacy. He like went downstairs and shit. He took all the knives <laughs> From the room and I was like, okay, like I, I'm not gonna do it right here, but thank you um, If anything, I would just jump in the lake like I don't know, but whatever. But yeah, so I called this knife and the woman was a total fucking gaslighting bitch and like i ended up having to prove the fact that i'm suicidal to her like i called and like everyone's different so some people when they're scared or upset they're really like um active and they'll talk and be like help me help me help me like I need to do that right and other people are very like I was suicidal which means I was really depressed I wasn't in a manic episode it was kind of like the opposite so I was very like quiet which is rare for me if you know anything about me and yeah so I like called her and I was like yeah like I'm like i don't know this is my first time like i'm i but like i i want to die like i you know what i mean i'm like i'm like this scared little fucking 20 year old or whatever and she's like okay yeah but like just know like this is like an emergency line so like if you just, like, have some thoughts, like, you can go to, like, your local, like, this is only if you're, like, actively thinking, and I'm like, well, I mean, do you want me to? Like, will that, if you find my dead body, will that prove to you that I was serious? And then again, because I'm mentally ill, it's kind of a challenge for me, so it's like, maybe I should do it to just prove her wrong as if you know, my life is worth some stupid bitch's guilt, like, and that's another thing, so, okay, anyway, she was dumb, and then I ended up convincing her I was, and I don't know, I hung up on her, I think, anyway, um, but that's another thing that, like, this is a, has been a big pattern in my life, and probably a lot of yours as well, is this need for external validation and it's like you think you get over it and you think you have self-love but then you're still (laughs) needing to tell the world on Instagram that you have self-love or like tell your best friends even people you care about but it's still I don't know like it's all steps in the right direction but if you truly have the self-love do you need to tell people and then there's me on my podcast talking about like how to get there and it truly like is coming from a good place because I don't know. I've improved a lot and I want to share it with the world. So that's why I do this. But then again, like, (laughs) I shouldn't be coming on my podcast being like, guys, it's all good. Now I have self love. Because again, external validation. Okay. So (laughs) let's get that out of the way. But yeah. So for me, my whole life with everything and with suicide, I've given people so much power over me where I would want to do it to hurt somebody or make them feel bad. And not a random person like the suicide hotline lady. I don't really care about her. But like, an ex maybe and definitely with parents for example you're being abused by your parents you're being told like you should never have been born you're a fuck up da 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 all the normal things and I'm like okay you think I shouldn't have been born why don't I kill myself so for the rest of your life your life sucks and you're just filled with this terrible guilt (laughs) I would I literally wrote a couple suicide notes when I was little like in my teens early teens being like you know addressed to a parent saying like this is your fault (laughs) the fact that I killed myself it's because this 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 detailing everything I wanted to send it to my best friend so she could post it for the world to see in the news because I didn't want this to be private I wanted everyone to know the abuse and the the shit that I was going through so like okay that's that's kind of a lot um pero but um that's what I want to share that it's um it's really serious and it's really fucked up and it's hard for me to share it even if it doesn't seem like that because I'm a loud mouth um but knowing the motivation was really important so for me to get over it number one was just to reclaim everything myself and realize it's my movie and I don't know why I would end a movie just because other people don't like it you know like you know when you're watching like your favorite like comfort show like for me it's like Mean Girls or Harry Potter or some shit and somebody doesn't like it am I just gonna turn it off and now like imagine if that's your life (laughs) like literally why would you end your life for other bitches okay so that's number one number two was for me and i think most people believe this we have one life in terms of like this body and then you know whether you believe in reincarnation heaven nothing you still have one life like I think we can all agree like for me as Anjali Vanga I have this one life in this one body on this one earth hopefully I don't get fucking reincarnated here again for a while because this shit is trying my patience but then again it's beautiful like it's like life anyway okay so and this is where movie theory comes in even more and I guess you could call it like game theory board game theory I don't know I just made that up but like I treated my life like it's a game of like risk or monopoly or the game of life or some shit where it's like if this was like a game where like I wasn't in it I was just manipulating the characters I would try to like do everything like I would want to explore so for example if I'm me like I'm Anjali and I'm manipulating the character and she's sad that's boring as shit so like do all the things that you want to do in this one life in this one body before you die and then after that I made like a pact with myself I was like after you do all this crazy shit which let's be honest it's a trick pact because I'm never gonna do everything go to every country and whatever then you can kill yourself girl okay if you still want to go for it so it it could be the stupidest shit dye your hair bright pink get a tattoo I remember I dyed my hair red I got a tattoo I like I don't know, like go skydiving, go, I haven't done that yet, go bungee jumping, ziplining, like travel to a different country, even like go all the way broke. I know a lot of people, this is common, like they commit suicide, it's like when you're stuck... And you're in a place where, like, you don't want to shovel yourself out, which I totally, absolutely get. For me, I felt stuck, but also, like, a privileged stuck. Like, I was... I still had food. I had a roof over my head, you know. So, again, everyone's circumstances are different. And I just want to be very clear. This is, like, very, very personal. So, I'm not talking about other people and telling them, oh, they should have done this. No, like, I mean, hopefully, like, it's... I would say never get to end your life prematurely, but like I'm not judging nobody because I've been close. I'm just saying like this is how I've gotten myself out of it. So like for example, say you have like a thousand dollars in the bank or something, and you're like, okay, well I need this for rent, grocery, da, da. I don't care. Book a one way to like. <laughs> okay, this is so irresponsible. But if you're this close to killing yourself and you're literally on the bridge thinking of it with a thousand dollars in your bank account, I don't know, and you don't have dependents like kids or anything. I don't know why you would die with that money, you know? <laughs> like, use it, spend it. So, like, book that one way ticket, go somewhere, do some crazy adventure. Like, again, like, like dye your hair, like something small, like just something crazy that you wouldn't normally do. And for me, I mean, arguably my entire life with the last, you know, almost year or few months of like traveling the world, da 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 da. Could this just be like a an extension, <laughs> an extension of that like mindset of like, um how do you say it staving off suicide and just like pushing 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 the date of my suicide further in future like I guess and that sounds really morbid but also like once you get to a certain level of like spirituality I guess um death isn't that serious like I heard this quote a couple days ago from a really smart interesting spiritual guy and he was like my goal is to die before I die Wow. Uh, I'ma let you guys Google that one because I can't even explain it perfectly, but it's so profound. Um yeah, and just the fact that like the only difference for me I believe the soul is immortal, but it doesn't matter what you believe, our body is gonna die one day. So do everything you can, okay? So for me, yeah, like I I'll like move on now, but like that was a game changer. So just like I'd rather like be in a manic episode, lose all my money. And lose all my friends lose my boyfriend lose like everything then die because it's like since it's a game like if you see it as again like a board game you know it's gonna end eventually and like to some that's scary and like we're always trying to like prolong our life and don't die and, da, 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 and we have all these fucking like resuscitators and hospital machines and whatever um but like for me it's really calming that like I'm gonna die one day so I might as well live it up now it's like you know when you go for like a really long run or this morning I was doing an osho dynamic meditation I do them every morning now in the commune where I'm living and like stage three we have to jump up and down for 10 minutes going whoo 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 and it's like a big fucking workout like my arms are up and I'm jumping and my knees hurt and my abs hurt my everything fucking hurt and you just keep going 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 because you know eventually it's gonna end that brings me a lot of comfort you do a long-ass marathon or for me 5k not even 4k run you know it's gonna end you know anything everything is always gonna end all good things come to an end all bad things come to an end Nelly Furtado vibes right so so does your life so make the fucking most of it and it doesn't have to be all good like i'm not saying like do all these fun things just do crazy shit just do anything because you're alive slay okay so back to your life being your movie um you're alone like i said that's beautiful because we're all alone and i think the only well (laughs) there's many but probably the biggest issue once you get to a certain point, it's like, okay, I'm alone, great, but everyone else seems to be in couples, and that's the issue, it's an illusion, and this, here I'm talking about, like, romantic relationships especially, where, like, it seems like, okay, everyone's coupled off, husband, wife, husband, wife, husband, husband, wife, wife, whatever, whatever, or even, like, live in the common law, like, you name it, okay, you get the picture, and for me, I'm, like, very anti monogamy and i've talked about this on every single episode literally um because it doesn't account for growth and i think people get stuck in the comfort and again and i've said this in every episode i could have a relationship for two decades like it's not that like i don't want commitment or i'm afraid it's just that like you have to check in with your body every time every time you have sex ideally <laughs> it's not like this but it's like meeting a stranger again and this is where like meditations tantric and otherwise can really help you like feel your actual energy that day do you want to have sex with them do you not what do you want to do with them like each day it's really creative and when you dance dance is my favorite thing ever for everything it like blends the spirit and our human body in such a beautiful way i think because it's like our spirit and all of our like unstuck stuff all our traumas whatever coming through in human form which is something you can't do if you're just a spirit so this is why i love and this is why i love osho because he was all about being alive and a lot of people mystics religious people just want to die and be energy and like while that's great i just talked about how like it's comforting to me that i am going to die so i can do whatever i want now it's like why not use this again use this opportunity dye your hair travel the world sell everything do every, buy a one way ticket and dance and do all of these like crazy things with your body okay <laughs> but yeah and i think and then i'll stop talking about relationships i swear to god but a lot of big problems happen when you get that comfort from another person because their movie could end before your movie or after and I used to it was a joke but not a joke with my ex-boyfriend we were like very in love wanted to get married we're like planning marriage like it was a whole thing and I was like you can't die before me. Like I was like, I think I love you more than you love me. Which what what in the anxious attachment style? What does that even mean? But I was psycho. I was like, yeah, I love you more, and and this, and he's like, no, you don't. But I was like, okay, still, it's not fair. I can't live without you. I need you. And the thing is, I genuinely did, or I thought I did. I was acting in a way that I was so dependent on him, and it, you know we don't need to unpack this is pretty obvious in retrospect the daddy issues the anxious attachment style i needed to be saved i kind of had nothing like he was my whole rock world I lived with him. I inherited his whole family. They were, like, my family because I didn't have one. Like, it was just, like, a lot. And (laughs) I say it now in such a clear way that's, like, obvious. But if you knew me then, you wouldn't realize. And the amount of people I know my age, decades older than me, who are stuck in the exact same type of, like, trauma-bonded relationships. (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) um, yeah. And then something happened. My parents were an example. Only a few months ago, I was doing therapy for myself with... A trauma bond like relationship that i had with a narcissist you can listen all about it in episode 10 or 11 the being a sub will ruin your life it's long as shit and it's just like the whole situation ship i had in costa rica this summer it was fucking rough and wild and yeah he was crazy he had a dick piercing it hurt me but then he'd gaslight me and i let him and i'd still have sex. it was a whole anyway my parents i realized were also trauma bonded for a variety of reasons And when my mom passed away a few years ago, my dad (laughs) has stopped his life if, you know, arguably he was never living. And this isn't me shit talking because, not to be rude, but the majority of people I know, like 90, 90% of the people I know are not living or are living a bit, but just like... Not to their max, like not in a tantric way, not in an energetic way. Tantra is a cliche. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but just in a way that's actually alive. They're just like following the comfortable life with, okay, well, I want money and I want the two kids and I want da 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 da, right? Bar rain and yeah and you see this with a lot of couples there's actually been statistics done on it by life insurance people because they want to know at what time you croak at what age you die um and yeah and they'll you know they calculate all the da 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 and when couples are married it's called like the heartbreak not law like heartbreak syndrome or something that like a man will die within a year that his wife dies like once he becomes a widower and arguably that's because men are so dependent on women because we're amazing and do everything and this bitch probably doesn't know how to cook for himself sorry to i know that sounds like mean to like bash the guy completely i know he lost his wife but it's just the way our society's been built hopefully now in today's age guys are a lot more independent and it will be better but like the amount of old men i've seen their wife has died and they just eat microwave dinners every day or just like plain rice with like a fork they can't even use a fucking spoon what the fuck um it's ridiculous and yeah and i saw it in my own family i i'm still seeing it present time it's heartbreaking but it's just like man, and it's not rare everyone does this it's just a man who completely okay like life's over my wife's movie ended and so mine ended too why like she died before she was 60 she died in her 50s what if you live to 90 100 and he's pretty healthy so he could i'm like you're just gonna be depressed for 40 years astounding and this is why this is one of the many reasons why it's so important to see your life as your movie And moving away from couples now with friendships, it's. I thought of this today, this morning, which is why I'm recording right now. When you're reading a book or watching a movie or even like hearing somebody speak about their life, almost always you like relate to them. Like you might not like agree completely, but especially if you don't know the person, if it's like a fiction book or movie you like take the protagonist's pov point of view right and this is very key okay so with exceptions fucking a court of thorns and roses i hated that bitch what Fyra? Fe- Farah? i don't know she's stupid as shit i hated everything about her i didn't like her attitude and that little puzzle about love i figured it out <laughs> if you know what i'm talking about if you know you know the like there was this like riddle and the answer was love and i figured it out upon reading the riddle because it's the most obvious thing ever but this bitch let everyone die okay anyway (laughs) i'm heated (laughs) that was the worst book ever but and i remember when you know alex and sophia the call her daddy hosts had this big beef and like alex came out with her video and she was like working for barstool basically they like turfed sophia out but then like alex talked about how like sophia was being kind of immature and idealistic and like wasn't um doing as much work as Alex so Alex was making more money and then they were trying to do some sneaky deal behind like Barstool Sports' is back and then Barstool found out and then Alex made a deal with Barstool behind Sophia's back it was a whole backstabbing situation okay and at first I took Sophia's side I listened to her podcast which came out in like months later and everyone was like being a bitch to her and then she she talked about her side and it was at a point in my life this was like years later so this all the beef happened in 2020 I got into the podcast and listened to like Sophia's story Alex's story whatever in 2022 um and yeah and like so or 2023 actually yeah and Sophia was talking about like her side and she was like I'm getting like death threats on the internet and it's like no joke because it's from like thousands of people telling me like exactly how to kill myself like it's and as somebody and again I relate who's been suicidal she's like this is kind of like not helping my mental health you know and like just like a complete smear campaign and when she shared her story I completely empathized and related because it was at a time in my life that like I was kind of facing a similar thing with, like, my friends, like, my or ex-friends, my roommates. And, like, all of a sudden, it was, like, my name was smeared, but it was a lot more sneaky. Like, nobody was telling me to kill myself, but it was, like, I'd walk through the door and all of a sudden, everybody's doors would, like, slam close closed and people would ignore me and I'd, like, come into the kitchen to, like, refill my water bottle and my roommate would, like, stop her cooking, turn off the pan and go to her room and close the door. Like, it was just, like, ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, so because of what I was going through, I really latched onto Sophia's words and I kind of like related and understood the underdog story being like, okay, you know, I get like sometimes like everybody's against you, but you're still right, which is funny because now I believe there's no objective right or wrong. It's all just perspective. And then, you know, a few weeks later, I'm listening to Alex's side of the story podcast, which had come out earlier in 2020. And she's talking about like her side and again Sophia doing this 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 and I was like oh I totally relate to Alex now and this is just like an example it's probably happened to you a million times in your real life with friends where like you hear shit from one friend and you're like oh my god that's awful like say a breakup or something and you talk to the ex and it's like oh like you know and you don't know who to believe and guys guys here's the secret you don't have to take a fucking side okay relax relax a bit it's not your movie it's theirs so you can just be a spectator and just like enjoy having all the perspective like you actually have such a unique privilege when you're outside of a situation because you get to intellectually look into it and explore it and see everything without bias if you're smart about it if you don't just jump to one side versus the people in it obviously have a bias and it's like Near impossible to get rid of it. And I mean, that's another reason I love movie theory. This is probably the deepest, but you can see yourself as a character. I like to do this in meditation or like first thing in the morning or before bed you know when you're in that sleepy stage between like consciousness and like unconsciousness or subconsciousness i guess you're you can have such a clarity of like perspective and see things in a different way and it unlocks different parts of your brain which is how like when you dream you can have like five hands or like a body that's purple or like just like crazy weird random shit right and yeah you can see or you can grab a pen if you're more of an active person active learner and write out your life as a story and then see the issues i remember i did it after my breakup with my almost husband that guy um we had some fight and like after the breakup and i was like writing about it i wrote the scene of our breakup and i was i was like maybe I'll, i'll publish this one day i don't know not like a biography but more as a fiction so i wrote it in a very like dramatized way but exactly what happened with exactly how i was feeling this was in 2021 and now two years later i reread it (laughs) i was like what the fuck i was crazy and like the thing is because i didn't hold back because i wrote exactly what i was feeling and i could see the anxiety and the anxious attachment style and the need for love and thus the inability to truly love and everything was just control attachment love me i need you it was crazy and this isn't just me saying like i reread it to see my growth but I reread it to see my character and to analyze like who I am now because like me like my body hasn't changed and my brain it it doesn't really change a lot you learn things you grow but like (laughs) that sounds like very crushing and not exciting but like yeah there's no big changes in the brain I would say But it's like now, especially when it's past tense events, you can see things with that clarity of an outsider. And again, if you think of it as like a board game, you can see your life in terms of, oh, this character should go here. It doesn't matter the consequences. Like if I'm in my life, in my body, in my stress, my anxiety, all the human bad, whatever, difficult emotions. I'm gonna do like say the easiest one or like I said like gluttony like just like go for the sex even though the guy's not treating me right go for the food even though I've already eaten enough or I'm gonna feel sick go for that like just like do it very short-sighted but if I step back and see it as a board game it'll be oh well I can see if I like don't eat this meal I can go study Italian earlier and then have this conversation get this job and then move here 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 and you know what I mean like that I don't know that's an abstract example but like you can make big differences in your life when you see it from a bit of a distance you know you know the expression you're too close to the forest to see the trees this is why a lot of people like getting advice from an outsider I've done it I still do it Um, I was doing it the other day with some of my friends I had I had a fucking dilemma because there was this guy and I was supposed to like see him for like a week ish or even more because i was homeless (laughs) and he like invited me to stay and then like i got this really amazing opportunity in this commune where i'm living right now so i told him i could only see him for a few days and then i realized i could only see him for one day and then it was like less than a day it was like one night and i had to like head off take a train the next morning and whatever and like I was having this situation and I was like should I like say no to the opportunity or fuck it around and come later to the commune or there was just like all this stuff going into my head and I was talking to my friends about it and like hearing their advice love them love them to death but like they didn't understand my situation because like they're in their own movie yo our movies don't even overlap that much specifically because i'm abroad all the time (laughs) everyone hates me and they're in they're also abroad like canada some and then in other countries fucking like panama costa rica denmark like who even knows so like our movies don't actually overlap that much you know when like tv shows will have a crossover episode like brooklyn 99 did it with new girl where like the i don't know the characters overlapped it was really cool. It's like that sometimes we'll meet up sometimes when we're traveling in costa rica i'd cross over crossover episodes with like everybody i know is fucking amazing and then it's over so like they didn't long story short they didn't know my story that well so when they'd give advice it kind of like didn't make sense at all and i was like oh i love you but what so it really just reaffirmed to me and i think to them like one of my friends i sent like seven minutes of voice memos and i was like telling her the whole story and she gets me too like she's like uh, been living in Italy she does we did Tantra together da 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 and (laughs) she was like you're so fucking funny aka stupid (laughs) because she's like you just sent me a whole voice memo explain basically asking my advice and then explaining how you already know what to do and how you need to do it but you're too scared and like everything was just I have everything I need to succeed I don't really need to externalize so when people say what I'm trying to explain is when people say like, oh, okay, outsource, go to an outside opinion because you're too close to the forest to see the trees, you're too much in your own story. I kind of disagree. I think it takes a lot of like depth and growth and growth um, and consciousness, focus, again, meditate, <laughs> meditate, 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 but you can see your own life as an outsider in a much more clear way. I still go to people sometimes too don't get me wrong especially a true outsider professional like a psychologist a psychiatrist whatever if you explain your whole life but then again it's always influenced by how you present yourself so like with and you you might say like for me for years i've been saying i never lie i never lie i don't lie and i genuinely i don't i hate it i'm too stupid for it because i can't remember the lies i've told to keep them up so i'd rather just tell the truth all the time in reality um that being said there's like lies of omission and there's like the way you deliver things like if i'm telling my therapist my story with my roommates or my breakup or whatever I'm not gonna tell her like say the narcissist trauma bond guy I'm not gonna like say his side of events because I don't even know his side because I'm not in his head only he is in his head in his movie I'm just gonna say how to influence my plot line which is my main character me was crying my main character was in pain my main character was like emotionally dysregulated and feeling manipulated and da 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 and then she's gonna advise me she's directing my movie right now not his and say okay well do this 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 is this and she's right for me but then in terms of the greater scheme of things the universe him it doesn't relate and that's why i remember so i got really into movie theory um, a year ago year and a half maybe and one of my friends was too we're both very spiritual we used to be like best best friends actually and we'd like influence each other with all these amazing Oh, discovery things and psychic things and i think we'd have like visions it was so cool and yeah so movie theory one time i remember saying i was like i think i moved too hard and i said it to a couple of my friends they're like what do you mean so to movie is for me i made up a verb is to like see your life as a movie you know and be completely like individualistic not like an asshole or you can but just like do things exactly how you need what you need always you know and then then I mean that's perfect in theory because if everyone, like I said, if everyone does that, if everyone's monogamous, if nobody has comfortable couple relations, if if everybody's growing all the time, the world would be perfect. I think that's actually the stage we're getting to. Everyone, like all the like mystics, psychics, spiritual leaders are saying like that's kind of the point of the earth project is to like you know stop dividing and eventually come to like a collective consciousness like that's like the goal and i think like we're getting there in stages there's just a lot of setbacks the war is not helping fucking the covid hoax separating everyone is not helping all of this bullshit but okay so to movie is to be individualistic like that right and that would be a perfect world but unfortunately this is not a perfect world and people are codependent and people get butt hurt, and I think I got to a point or I, at the time I was telling my friend I had thought in I had thought that I'd gotten to a point where um I was like starting to hurt people from my moving where like with friend like I would be so individualistic and um Neglect other people's feelings and neglect the nuance. And you know, if my friend wants to do this, 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 and it's important to her, but I feel that I can't or my energy's not there, I would say, Sorry, this is like not what's best for my movie, like plain and simple. And you know, when you do that, you lose friends. Then again, (laughs) in a movie, sometimes the main character has to lose friends to develop, right? It doesn't seem good in the time, but then like when you look back, everything that's happened in my life. I think yeah every single thing now I have a clarity of like oh like even at the time if I understood like say like breaking up with like my almost husband that was like the hardest decision ever it was a big one for both of us kind of and at the time like I knew it was right and then sometimes I have moments still to this day of weakness where I'm like was it right or should but then like each time I have a moment of clarity these days, I get even more sure that it was the right decision. Like at the time I knew and I had that like intuitive like gut feeling, but like now I like understand even more like, oh, it opened the door for this, this this like do you think I would be like living in the woods doing tantra now if I was still with him? No, I'd be married and probably have a child by now. Like it's so life works out really well. But again, like if you stop the movie not die but if you like pause the movie at that point where you have a breakup the main character is devastated you kind of just want to get them back together because it's so much easier even though it's not character development you know oh did you hear that neck crack? (laughs) okay um and that brings me back to my main point that I thought of this morning which was so when you're reading a book again typically or you're listening to this podcast Sophia Alex you side with the main character you have their perspective but when you think about it the antagonist in about think Harry Potter you side with Harry Potter probably for the most part especially as a kid what do you think Draco thought of him what do you think the other classmates who were jealous thought of him what do you think like do you know what I mean like a lot of people would have hated him But it doesn't matter because you can see his perspective and you can side with the protagonist. And it's an interesting question to ask ourselves, what would you feel about it in your real life? Like if you were at Hogwarts, I wish, inshallah, Um, would you have liked Harry? Would you have been jealous? Would you have, right? Like we might have been a total fucking asshole to him. That's fine. We would have been the antagonist characters or maybe we would have been like a Ron Hermione, like besties with him or whatever, there's no way of knowing but what we do know now since we've read Harry's perspective is that we can understand where he's coming from like we side with the protagonist and that's an interesting thing because when you see people you don't like I think I was thinking of this because I saw somebody I don't like or something it's like they're the antagonist in your story you might also be the antagonist in their story or not it's not necessarily like always mutual um but like you have this unique perspective and you have your life and they have theirs and if it's somebody you don't like you're an antagonist I guess they if you were reading their story and seeing why they are the way they are and why they act the way they do it would make a lot more sense because they're on their movie path and everybody's movies are different some might coincide some might have a lot of crossover episodes similar storyline Da da some might just have a couple some might have none we're all like completely different and when I, I was telling my friend at the time I was like I moved too hard I felt like a dick and then I now I know I'm living in it's a bit of a unique situation because I'm living in a commune it's an osho commune and it's you know a bunch of incredibly mindful individuals like most of us wake up at a quarter to seven to do this really intense jumping screaming yelling dancing meditation every morning which like just it jump starts your nervous system it's great and then we meditate together every night one of my friends is actually taking sannyas tonight um and we're all gonna support her it's like she's becoming a sannyasin so like a disciple a follower of osho and yeah so in this situation it's encouraged for us to fully be ourselves and not do all the fake shit and i remember when i came (laughs) i feel like such a baby because when i came my second day we had like a sharing circle it's like a weekly meeting but it was brand new and i think the two coordinators thought i would just say like oh i'm new here's my story here's where i'm from and instead i was like guys I'm so anxious because (laughs) I came and I thought everyone would be super welcoming and nice and everyone's nice like nobody's been rude to me except maybe like one person this like guy and he's really young so I think he just like doesn't have social skills but again like I internalized it he's probably doing his own movie thinking of something else I don't think he has a reason to hate me you know wait till he works with me then he might hate me but I was, like, so butthurt because then I started thinking, like, is there something wrong with me? Do I have something on my face? Am I ugly? Do they not like my energy? And they're all so mindful and meditative and energy sensitive. Maybe there's something truly sick and wrong with me that I don't know about. Like, just all these crazy thoughts in my head. And so anyway, I was sharing in the circle and I was like, yeah, I gotta be honest, guys. Like, I'm a little anxious because, like normally when i go to a place like anytime i've done like a workshop whether it's for like tantra or personal training or whatever or school or like people like like you know i'm I'm funny and i'm like smiley and we just instantly click and i was like here everyone's very like on their own journey living their own movie storyline right very and very like meditative and a lot of meditative people are quiet like we are we're encouraged to be happy and hug and and be joyous and dance and scream whoop and everything but a lot of people are like in their quiet periods and they shared why in the circle too like some people said like oh I'm healing right now I'm this and that I'm on my period whatever but I internalized all of that and I was like I don't know if this is the place for me so I shared that and was freaking out and then one of the coordinators told me she was like at first she kind of gaslit me um and she's like bitch what the fuck it's your first day shut the fuck up I was like okay and then she was like um also she's been living here for like over a decade she was like one of the things I've noticed with communities like this is like it's actually a lot more real and less fake when people take their time getting used to you and liking you and for me I think they're actually nicer to me than they would be to most people because I'm very non-threatening. I'm like a cute girl. I'm the youngest, one of the youngest people here. I'm like 22 and everyone here is like 30s, 40s, 50s plus. Um, So I think they take pity on me and especially some of the older guys. They're just like, oh, she's like my kid, you know, I'll fuck her, but she's still... (laughs) But she's still my kid, you know, so they're just like nice to me and welcoming, but some of the other people, some of the girls, my age less, and I think, yeah, that it's natural, it's like in the wild, like you're not gonna immediately be fake and welcome somebody with a big smile and open arms, and then you know <laughs> you're gonna take your time, and when people started sharing that with me, they were all so sweet, they were like, "Oh, welcome, if you need anything." But they also then they left and it wasn't like a whole thing and we're different and everyone here's on their own journey. And I realize here it's really um we're urged to actually be who we are instead of just fake and happy all the time. And that's why conflict happens a lot faster in a commune. Because you're also you're together all the time. You work together, sleep together, eat together. There's not a lot of alone time. Like you can walk in the forest just like people don't as much, you know? So like everything that would happen normally in a week gets exacerbated and like catalyzed in a day here which i love cuz then you feel it you get it out of your system you meditate you talk hug scream whatever and then it's over it's great everything's quick and efficient um but yeah and one of my friends he works in the kitchen and he was telling me like he doesn't have to be nice to customers which also is just a culture shock to me because in Canada like with the tip system and the US like customer service is so good and the customer's always right and you people are not and I'm just also just a nice person so I like smiling and shit but here in Italy they don't give a fuck and especially here in this commune um, he can just like not smile and just be kind of rude and ignore people like he hasn't yelled at anyone but like be a dick and nobody corrects him because he's supposed to express how he's feeling and not repress it so it's very interesting so here I feel like is such an easy place to practice living my life as a movie yesterday I had one of the most tantric experiences of my life. I'm I get really bad travel anxiety I'm sure this strikes a chord in a lot of you guys because it's it's scary you're in a new place you don't know all of the how you say customs and shit and um you don't know anyone and I don't know about you guys because again like I said I have this crippling like need for external validation and just fear of like actually being myself you know (laughs) Um, if I'm with a friend, I'll do the craziest shit. I'll like be completely intuitive and climb and jump and scream. And not even for their benefit, I don't think, maybe deep down, but just like for myself, because I feel like if outsiders see me, but I'm with somebody, I'm not crazy. Like you know what I mean? If you and your girlfriend go dancing like in the park randomly, it looks fun and people see, oh, two girls having fun, yay. But if I were to just do that by myself, (laughs) they'll think I'm a crackhead. They'll start looking for a needle poking out my arm. Do you know what I mean? So it's scary. So yesterday, the sun was so beautiful. It was so warm. I stripped all my layers. I had like a tank top on and they all like laugh at me here because they're Italian. And here it's like winter, but I'm Canadian. So here it's like super warm for me most days. And they're like, oh, you think it's summer? I'm like, it is compared to Canada. So anyway, so and then I just see this big field and I kick off my shoes and it's muddy but I don't give a shit and I'm just barefoot running through the field with my arms out like an airplane and jumping and dancing I have pitbull in my ears and my like airpods and then like they die and I just start blasting my music out loud and singing and clapping and shaking and just like a total tantric dance session in the field and like I was a little conscious I won't lie of like looking around kind of looking to my sides and over my shoulder I didn't see anyone and I don't think anybody saw me like nobody noticed which is great because it's always when I can tell somebody's looking like even in our meditations we have our eyes closed everyone's doing the same shit everyone's shaking everyone's laughing everyone's dancing like whatever the meditation is but i'm still just like aware of my surroundings and because i'm a very vigorous aggressive dancer and i don't want to like flat my arms and i suddenly like hit somebody because it's happened before right so I gotta be a little careful um so my eyes are always kind of like a semi open kind of like so i'm aware of my surroundings and then like the um coordinators they'll watch the meditation like just for safety to make sure like nobody smacks into each other or like if somebody like throws up or something they clean it up that has happened (laughs) for context um because the breathing phase is like very vigorous so it can bring up a lot of shit from your diaphragm including bile but okay um but yeah and i'm always just like okay like for example for example today I felt so sexual during the meditation which is normal because you're supposed to dance up and you know act on anything that's repressed and sex is very repressed right so I wanted to just like (laughs) grind like hump the ground and just like hump the air and like just be sexual and I did a little bit but I still felt like the invigilators (laughs) the i don't know the helpers the people at the front would like see me and be like what the fuck is this bitch doing you know it's a little so being this to me is being tantric as well like just being yourself just being energy being so alive um and living your movie because again like if you're the main character like if the camera's on you even if somebody does look really weirded out they're like the side character so you know when there's like memes of somebody dancing and being hot and then there's like an old man in the background judging and it's kind of like haha but like you don't see things from the old man's pov you see it from like the person being hot and dancing and then he's just like in the background so just like seeing that and reminding myself of that constantly has helped so much and with travel because i'm usually alone even like eating in a restaurant i used to get really really self-conscious i still do sometimes not that there's anything wrong like solo travel is so normal and I also like I don't like to go on my phone I know a lot of people who travel um, regularly like say they have a travel blog or whatever they are on their phone they might be doing work on their phone like on Instagram like to post all their travel updates I don't like that shit so I'm just like there smiling this awkward smile catching the eye of everyone who passes and I feel like I just look like such a little puppy dog like alone and sad I don't know it's so weird but yeah, just realizing again, like the camera's on me, this is my movie, I'm just eating. Like anything else that happens, happens, but like it's all just like developing my movie, you know? So, in conclusion, movie theory, movie theory, game changer. And like I said, I used to think so, kind of the opposite of movie theory, I guess, would be this like collectivity, collective consciousness, the fact that we're all one and all blended. But, but, even though it seems paradoxical, I don't think that these two are mutually exclusive. like I don't think you have to either be one with everyone or movie like movie's the human part, like in this body it is it's my movie, it's separate, nobody else is in my mind and my body, except maybe for two three pumps, a like guy will <laughs> but um but at the same time like our divine parts our souls are all one and like the more you meditate and stuff you really start to feel that there's this melting blending this like not even oneness like nothingness inside of you and it's all just like the energies just moving in and out of you like you're just like an empty like vacuum or, or like an empty like pit hole i don't know and stuff just flows it's really fucking cool but these can both happen at the same time i guess I don't know I guess I'm explaining it as like the human part versus the divine but I don't even know that there's a separation it's kind of just we're one but we're also completely separate and when I when I thought I guess wrongly thought and told my friend like I movie too hard I was really letting other people's movies take over mine. And, like, I was switching who the protagonist was. I was letting them be the main character and me just being a side character. And not not that I'm saying to be a dick to your friends and stuff, but just keep in mind it is all you and everyone you relate to do it with so much love. But, like, there's always, yeah, sort of, like, um, a very conscious detachment in the best way possible. And this, this sounds so, like, depressing. I just want to make it clear, like, since doing this, like, first-hand account, because I have done this, I love people more and I feel closer with people like I feel more bonded so this isn't like a like oh, okay I got to keep my distance from people and not get no like I'm emotionally so close to them like more than I was from before. It's just like, and like I said, with making love in the beginning or halfway through, the best love making is when like each time and each minute, each second, you're living in the present, right? Meditative conscious. You're checking in with like what you want to do and where you are and who you are and stuff like that. So like with friends, like checking in and, and friendships fade and relationships fade and everything fades except for you. You're like the only constant so and again like you could have a friend for like 80 years it's beautiful but just like keeping in mind like what you can afford to give what you can't giving as much love as you have giving all your energy in a in a way that fuels you and nourishes you as well and not just like catering to everybody's story if that makes sense. That was a game changer for me. So basically what I said to my friend was actually wrong when I thought like I moved too hard. I did no. I was actually so on the right track. As long as you're doing all of these things from like a place of love and, and oneness and all these great things that I've been talking about for the last like hour, it feels like. I say that's really good because then your friend can take care of their own life story and see, do you fit? Maybe you think you fit and they think you don't fit. So then... Goodbye, you know, like it's but it's all like character development. And for me, yeah, seeing like life dynamics, again, like seeing my own life from a bit of a distance, so writing about it, thinking about it in that dream state, in that hazy state, or um it, I love thinking about stuff in terms of antagonist protagonist, and when you switch the perspective how things can change, and then seeing that there's no such thing as like the real truth. It's all everything's just perspective and how we like relate to each other. So like developing my movie in the best way possible with me as the protagonist and then understanding who the other protagonists are who the antagonists the different roles what i need to add do i need to add a little romance do i need to add a little friendship or whatever it's so fucking cool guys you're literally designing your life like ah it's amazing so yes, that is movie theory. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I hope I know I talked probably 10, 20 minutes about suicide, uh, which is something maybe I should have said this at the start. Everyone does like disclaimers and trigger warnings these days, at least in the West. Um and it's not, I don't know. I've just never found helpful for me. And like I said, like I have a lot of these traumas too, but everyone's different. And for me I think it helps to hear it talked about a whole lot more because when everything's like trigger warning, skip this, whatever, hidden on Instagram, shadow ban, it's like then I wouldn't have been exposed to like all of the knowledge about suicide and suicide prevention that have helped me. Like if I'd heard this podcast 5 years ago, it would have changed my life like I never would have been suicidal again like just for where I'm at not that it's gonna do that for everyone I'm not that arrogant but if you have a similar motivation or have a similar thought process maybe this will help do something crazy get yourself out of it you know you're alive like make the mo. like I said dye your hair dye your hair pink I don't know that's always just like my example just do something crazy um but yeah having said that um let me know. DMs are always always open or if you um respond to this podcast there's always like a question and answer so you can ask a question. I don't know, leave me your number, I'll reach out. I always go through the questions. I love reading them, especially if it's like something you're struggling with or like you are suicidal or something. Like I would love to talk and I'm not just saying that. I actually would cuz like I've been exactly in those shoes and I still am sometimes and like I understand it pretty well, I guess. <laughs> Um, So yeah, so reach out if you need anything. Okay. All right. That's it for movie theory. I will see you guys next time. Peace and love.